everybody. Welcome back. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Best Friends Club Podcast. It is season two, episodes 12 and 13, two-parter, the one after the Super Bowl. I wonder who was playing the Super Bowl this year. I guess I did, forgot to look that up. I know that. Oh. It, um, it was actually... Your dad would be very happy. Oh, that makes sense. The Cowboys had a great stretch in the 90s. I should have known that. It was the Cowboys. They beat Mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, good. Even though in the opening scene, they're sitting there with a Giants helmet full of chips and dip. But I guess. Well, because they're Giants fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I had a lot of memories of being allowed to stay up late when the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. So as an adult, I always think that the Super Bowl runs a lot later than it actually does because in my head it goes till like midnight because as a kid I felt like I was staying up super late, but I think it was probably like 9.30 or 10. How cute. Yeah, I was going to say it's not that late, is it? No, it's not. I guess it depends where in the country. Right. Well, we were East... We were Eastern, so I'm sure it was a little bit later for us than for a lot of people, but yeah. Yeah. I think it was just because I was like eight or nine and... Yeah, and you're like, this is awesome. I get to stay up late. I remember um, the year that Janet Jackson had the um, outfit fail. That was in the the mid-2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, but I remember that that year um, we watched the Super Bowl. We did this big like tailgate. And we were all sitting in the back of trucks and stuff in a parking lot. And there was the Super Bowl was up on a big movie projector in the parking lot. And I remember feeling like that was really late because I guess it, maybe it was just because it was dark because it was winter and daylight savings. I don't know. But I remember mm-hmm. thinking like this Super Bowl is going on forever. Well, it do- I mean, they're long games. They're long games. Um. So the reason this one's called the one with the Super Bowl is because it played right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, in real life. In real life. And I guess that's a big, like, time slot that networks are always trying to capture because you still have, like, a captive audience watching TV. And normally, uh, a lot of times they try to premiere a new show, but because Friends was so popular, they decided to just go with that's cool episode of friends yeah and at the time it was the most watched episode of the series and is still the highest rated super bowl lead-up program of all time wow so the highest rated post super bowl Mm -hmm. ever i mean if you think about it have has there been a like network you know comedy as popular as friends since friends was off the air like anything that people would be so interested to see what happens next not no. really. I was gonna say I I can't I I can't even remember what's played after this. I feel like maybe New Girl. I know that we now are talking about way too much. Sorry, <laughs> but um, I feel like that's shown after the Super Bowl before. I can't honestly tell you. I feel like there were always commercials for The Simpsons, but I never watched The Simpsons, so I don't. Uh, and NBC The Simpsons was on Fox, right? So. It might have been on after right. the Super Bowl, but like on a different channel. So I don't know if that counts. Isn't the Super Bowl on a different channel? Like, don't different people get the rights to it every year? So like sometimes it's NBC, sometimes it's Fox, or That's is it great always question. on NBC? I, I think, think it, it changes, kind of like the Olympics. Mm. I thought the Olympics was. I know on the NBC. Olympics change. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I'm eighty-five percent sure <laughs> that. Um, 
they win contracts and so it'll be like okay for the next four years it's going to be on this channel and then for the next x so the olympics gets contracts every four years for four years (sighs) i mean like the next four olympics (laughs) are going to be on well because i know right now fox plays a lot of the nfl coverage um but i don't know that they play all of it oh i see what you're saying so that the super bowl would be different you know it's really interesting i there's like a whole political and like lots of money in all of this kind of stuff and we're just like look i just want to be able to watch Mm -hmm. the olympics right right anyway who knows but yes it was um super bowl 30 xxx and it was cowboys steelers and the cowboys Mm -hmm. won yes and in double overtime just kidding who knows taking it to like 10 30 even though it felt like one in the morning um yeah and so it opens with the gang all sitting around in the living room all of their super bowl snacks which is such a fun part of the super bowl or the delicious best part nachos should we talk really quickly about our favorite super bowl snacks oh yeah that's a great idea why not go on well i mean i i do love nachos and i almost never make them um and i like dip i like dips Mm. a lot Mm. so like yeah dips really are the star of like mm. normally they're a side a side note right but at the super bowl mm-hmm. they're kind of a they play a starring role yeah i i've made chili a lot of years for the super bowl oh as like the main you know because mm. it's good for a crowd and it's warm it's in february so i'm always yeah, cold that's true this won't help you but my favorite are chicken wings God, i mm. love chicken wings and being able to have just like no excuses just just go into it on a bunch of chicken wings that's my favorite um i used to always bring those to the super bowl parties that i was part of mm. i do like a nice seven layer dip not just oh yes. trickier when you've got a big group but a nice seven, seven layer, layer dip. dip oh yeah so good i love seven layer dip gosh i'm getting hungry i know me too <laughs> i don't have any of these things in my house neither do i except chicken wings I'm just kidding. I wish. I was like, <laughs> I just a bag in the freezer for when I I do visit. have some um, vegan meatballs. I'm sure those will hit the spot. Those wah, don't sound wah. bad. All they're not bad. They're nice dip. They're actually really good. Yeah, it's um, got a yummy aioli to go with them. Mm. Or a nice seven okay, layer dip not, that I'll go pick up from the store. We're not really high. Quick. Okay, Ashley, I gotta go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> BRB. BRB. Okay, Snacks so, calling. Um. Uh, anyway, okay. We got We've derailed got to the Super Bowl. Maybe we have to do like a Super Bowl in summer. Um, maybe that's a good theme party, and then you can just make all your favorite snacks. Sounds like Not a great a bad party. Idea. No, I would go to that party hmm. for sure. Me too. I don't okay. have to watch sports, but I get to eat all the sports-related food. You can just play yeah. Beyonce in the background, or like a YouTube of all the best halftime shows. Yes, please. Well, and the funny thing about being in Nashville is like almost nobody cares about the Super Bowl itself. It's more about the halftime show that everybody wants to critique and who's playing. And the other big one is like whose songs are on what commercials. Oh, my gosh. You're such musicians. It's just a yeah, it's a different world with that kind of stuff is on. But That's fun. some people really care about sports, but not as many people as like when I lived in Florida. Yeah, definitely. And it's like the Predators are, no offense, never going to be in the Super Bowl. Maybe um, one well, day. The Predators play hockey, so they're definitely not going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but they have been in the as Stanley said, Cup. 
Great. Uh, What's the, your, um, is it the Titans? <laughs> the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> it's safe to say the Titans. I actually think the Predators could probably get to the Super Bowl before the Titans. Before the Titans could. <laughs> they have a better chance of just being in the Super Bowl. How funny. Yeah. Okay. Poor so Titans. We know every every time we're us. like, oh, the Titans, the poor Titans. Everybody overlooks them now. You can get tickets well, for like that 20 bucks on Groupon. I was just about to say, that must mean yeah. tickets are cheap. So they are cheap. Maybe take advantage. Yeah. Because, I have. You know, the Raptors probably had a few of those for a while before they got really good. The Raptors. Basketball. They just won the, the basketball cup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when we watched the World Cup a while ago, a, wh- a while ago, I said something to my friend. I was like, uh, "Yeah, who was the coach that um, won the college Super Bowl game? That's not called the Super Bowl." And she's like, "National yeah. Championship." I was like, "I knew it was not called the Super Bowl. I just couldn't think about what it was called at the time." It's a. It's actually. It is called a bowl game. Like right. the college ones are all right. still bowls. So, do you know what she knew? What you meant? Just. Get off her case, okay? Mm-hmm. So welcome this to our sports podcast. sports podcast. <laughs> With exactly. an information flair. With an informational flair. Okay. <laughs> um, so as we were saying, um, this episode opens with everybody sitting around watching the Super Bowl and all their delicious looking snacks. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a commercial comes on. And doesn't it actually, the episode opens with the commercial. And yes. so I feel like... It probably that was very clever, you guys, because it probably mm-hmm. just seemed like another Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. And then, so if if that had they had TiVo back in the day, it might have a got skipped over by mm-hmm. TiVo because TiVo skips commercials, or people would have been like, "Dang it, TiVo didn't skip this commercial." And then it's like, "Psych, it's actually Friends." So it opens with a monkey shine commercial, which is for this beer, and it's like, "Got a monkey on your back." put it in your mouth with, with monkey shine and it's you know this guy goes from the boring office to like a hammock with beautiful bikini women and a monkey and then it you know because why not like because that makes because you know marketing and um ross is like oh this commercial makes me sad it, you know makes me miss marcel and they're like that does look like marcel doesn't it mm-hmm. and he was like you know what i'm gonna be in la for a conference for work i'll go visit him and so, because um, he's supposed to be in the San Diego Zoo, I believe, was mm-hmm. where Marcel wound up. But hold on right for just a second. When he's he's talking about it on the commercial, and then later he says he's going to a conference. He's, like, got his suitcase in his hand. And they're like, oh, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going to a conference in L.A., and I thought I'd visit Marcel. I'm like, how did they not know you were going to this conference, like, just out of nowhere? Oh, is that yeah, because Phoebe calls him Traveling Joe, which I don't know why it annoys me, but I just think it's a dumb, it's like a dumb thing off. to say. I don't know. Like, she's like, where are you going, Traveling Joe? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's annoying. <laughs> fair enough. I, for I no reason like, other than I do. <laughs> That's fair. Look, this is our podcast. You can be annoyed. Um, yeah, okay. So they didn't actually know. Okay, so I sorry. I messed that up. I thought that he brought it up in that moment but apparently he didn't and had the thought later on his surprise cross-country right conference. that's why i'm just like how could he not have mentioned like, that he was going to la like popping to dc for the day on the train right flying across the country right right and he don't gets know, back really know. quickly <laughs> he does seem to doesn't he so um but but marcel's supposed to be in the san diego zoo right 
I think so. I think so, too. Which is a couple hours from L.A. I guess it makes sense if you've already traveled that far with just your suitcase. I mean, your briefcase? <laughs> your briefcase. No, a suitcase. I don't remember. We don't know. We don't Again, know. don't poke holes. So so he, um, I can, um, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm going to pin that one. I'm going to pin the Marcel story. That's how it opens. But we'll pin that story because that's the one that actually weaves through both parts mm-hmm. of um, of this episode, which I had to ask Renee this. I didn't actually know, but they did show on this, like all as one episode, one one hour special on the night after the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. it's not really two separate episodes, but it's kind of naturally broken up that way. So yeah, kind of like the one through. that could have been is actually one long episode and they break it up into two. And then but it aired as one? I believe so. Okay. Um, and the last episode. There's parts one and two, but it plays through as one episode. I don't know if they cliffhang it or not. Yeah. See, we don't know this stuff because we never actually watched Friends when it was live on air. Yeah. We only know Friends from the box set mm-hmm. in college. So to us, you can binge as much as you want. Which no this idea. is your reminder, as we all know now, Friends oh, is leaving Netflix. Yeah. Friends is leaving American Netflix. So now is the time to local bookstore search or eBay search for the 10 season box set when does it go off netflix uh no uh, january 1st 2020 of 2020 okay guys you got like six months pretty much less than six months count yeah less than six months um renee what do they do if like many of us they have the box set but are missing one or two key dvds um, I am actually facing that myself. I believe what I'm going to do is try to find single seasons to fill in what I'm missing. Because actually, two of the discs yeah. I'm missing are from the same season. So I'm just going to find try to find a cheap season. Do we still blame Carson for that? I don't know. Why do we blame uh, him for it in the first place? I, for some reason, his name is popping up as like, I actually think it was Eric. Culprit. I think it was Eric. That sounds more accurate. Yeah. He like left it on a Sorry, bus Carson. when we were studying abroad or something like that, or like I don't oh, know, broke it or threw it out the window. I can't boy remember. Move, or just like left your car on with all your doors and windows open. Yeah, and running. that wasn't Eric, but <laughs> that has happened to me because I'm too nice. Sorry, Carson, we're clearing your good name. Eric, <laughs> you're now on the list. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's a good idea. So try to find the box set in as best condition you can and then just go get um, single seasons as needed. I don't think you can – not that I'm condoning piracy, so let that be clear. But, like, even if you wanted to, you can't burn them, right? Because they're – it's not like – No, you can't burn CDs them. CDs from Napster. Right, okay. So it's You have to like, have, like, oh, really – Yeah, you have to have, like, really complex – I'm sure you could, but I think you'd have to be a computer whiz. Um, or I bet you could just download them. I guess you don't even have to buy the DVDs. You could probably just download them. You could probably download them, but also, like, viruses and stuff, you know? No, no, no. I mean, like, buy them off Amazon. Oh, true. <laughs> and they would go Not like Napster. <laughs> Not like go on LimeWire. And- no. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. You probably could buy buy single episodes or um, whole seasons, entire seasons if yeah. you needed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's smart. If so I'll guys, look, I'll see if out. I can, if I can find a link to either of these things, I will find them and put them on our website, bestfriendsclubpodcast.com. And if I do find it, I will post it on Instagram. So you guys know to go look for it. Okay. That's so kind of you, Renee. So where to buy slash download. Mm-hmm. 
Probably, hopefully both. Okay. Nice one. That is so sad. Why is Netflix getting rid of it? Just because of licensing issues? Um, basically, all the individual production companies are starting their own streaming services, which Serious? I predicted. So, like Warner Brothers, I predicted is have its own? Got Milk. Yeah, but actually, it's comboing with HBO <laughs> because they uh, they own HBO, I guess, or something like that. But it started as soon as Disney said it was pulling all the Marvel stuff out of Netflix, and they were creating their own streaming service. I was like, everyone's gonna follow suit. So coming soon, we're going to subscribe to eight different streaming services. And you know what they call that? Cable. So we should have just stuck with cable. No, this is corporations ruining stuff. They're taking a good. So does that mean Netflix is potentially going to go belly up? If they have, uh, is that why they're doing all their own original content? Well, they've been doing it for a while. So my, I think their hope is like they've gotten enough people stuck into their original content that it will be like, well, I'll keep my Netflix subscription because I really like yeah. Dead to Me and Stranger Things and whatever. Yeah, I suppose. But like we, I don't know. I People got rid of their cable subscriptions. People got rid of their Blockbuster membership mm-hmm. cards. People got rid of, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Do you still we'll have see. Hulu? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would have, except it's not in New Zealand anymore. I actually really liked Hulu when I was in the yeah. States, but I like Hulu um, that was five years ago. So Yeah, I'm sure they'll lose anyway. a lot of content, too, to people, mm. you know, That's but interesting. they also have just... their own co- original content, so... Yeah. Well, that's cool and stuff, but it is sad that now people have to go to like 10 different platforms to get right. what they want. Right. It's more annoying than anything. It is. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to so. go into my capitalism rant. <laughs> well, I mean. No, it, at least not now. Stay tuned at the right. end for the bonus content. Yeah. If you need that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stay tuned for that bonus episode of Ashley ranting. <laughs> That's not what the people are here for? Weird. Mm, Okay. Weird. So um, back to friends, as we should probably call this podcast, (laughs) because that's what we always say. Um, So we'll we'll put a pin in Marcel, and we'll get back to that one. But um, shall I talk about Phoebe? Because I think she's the next thing that opens this up. So Phoebe is playing a song at the coffee house. Do you remember what song she's playing? I don't. Neither. Do they actually show her playing something? I actually don't think they do because he just comes up to her and he's like, I think you're really great. You should play at the library sometime. He comes up to, don't, don't give one away. He comes up to her and is like, I know nothing about music or singing or songwriting. And the funny thing about that is in real life, this is Chris Isaac who sings Wicked Game Mm -hmm. and something else called Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing, which I don't know that one, but apparently both of those two music videos were like top sexiest, steamiest music videos on VH1. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Speaking of places that are defunct now. Um, (laughs) And yeah, and so so this is Chris Isaac, who is a famous musician um, coming up and being like, I don't know anything about music, but you're really good to Phoebe, Mm -hmm. which I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, and so he asks her, he's like, I organize musicians to sing at children's libraries, which I was like, that's a cool job. Mm-hmm. Just, if you know anyone that does that, let us know, because I'd love to hear from them. That sounds fun. I thought and you were going to so, say you'd love to play at the library. I was like, ooh, what ya? Definitely not. What would <laughs> I play? My own two instruments, my hands. And that's all I got. <laughs> 
Um, no, I don't want to play. I want to find somebody who gets to be the one that curates that, though, because that's super fun. Um, and so he, so she comes and plays at the library, and she's quite nervous because she's like, oh, it's like kids are actually listening, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, adults just ignore me, basically. Mm-hmm. And so is her first song about the cow or is her first song about grandma? Her first song is about the cow. No, it's grandma. Right? I thought it was the cow, too, and I was waiting for it. Oh, okay. But it's about grandma, which I think so these the songs one. are some of her funniest they're so funny. So it's, um, you probably, you guys out there listening probably know the song, but it's like, oh, crap, how does it go? Lately, she hasn't been coming to been dinner. Coming and to last d- time oh, oh, grandma her, she is somebody, the grandma is someone we all, I don't remember, but basically it's like grandma is somebody we all know and love. And lately she hasn't been coming to dinner. And last time you saw her, she was so much thinner. Well, your mom and your dad said she moved to Peru, but the truth is she died, and someday you will too. La 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 You can download this version on iTunes. Yeah, we're gonna Spotify. Our own streaming ringtone service content. Yeah. So, um, right. So. So she sings that, and then the next one, she's like, the cow in the meadow goes moo, and the farmer takes them out back and chops them up, and that's how we get hamburgers. <laughs> next, chickens! Chickens! So she's just singing these, like, wildly inappropriate songs. Um, but the kids love them. She, the adults don't. Anyway, I don't know. I feel like this is a funny little thing, but I can summarize it quite quickly. Um, she, Chris Isaac kisses her. This is very cute. He's cute. Mm-hmm. They're cute He's together. He's cute. He's kind of um, got, like, a... Like a not as macho Johnny Bravo hair thing going on. He does. Yeah. I think it's that whole like, do you remember that whole ski slope hairstyle of the yeah. 90s where it he just has it. looked like you gelled your hair forward and then walked into a, a wall? Beep. And then, yeah, he's got one of those. Um, yeah. And so, um, oh, I read something interesting about Chris Isaac. He, um, he was actually about to get dropped from his record label. Sorry to bring up your probably hardest time in your life, Chris Isaac, but he was about to get dropped from his record label until um, they used the song Wicked Game in a famous movie that I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name of it the second. And that's what like, that kind of like relaunched, I guess. That's cool. I, I feel like he might have already, I don't know if he was on the map or not. I don't know how much popularity the song had, but I think that um, launched it. Yeah, to make it more popular. And um yeah, and so then and then he's now he's famous and great, and apparently he lives in San Francisco and oh. surfs and stuff. So that's cool. Surfs and Living stuff. A good life. Well, like I can't remember if it's right before or right after he kisses her or after she plays. Um, but mm-hmm. he's he's holding Brain Quest in his hand. Do you remember those? Those like flashcard games. Brain Quest. Yeah, I loved Brain Quest. Yes. Oh, that's cute. That's, that was that's a all. That's all I have to say. Type. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so he kisses her and then she sings again and then he's like, he has to fire her because their songs are too inappropriate. But then, um, TJ Mowry. Yeah. From Smart Guy. Yep. You, you always liked that show. (laughs) I loved Smart Guy. Yeah, I know. Is it TJ or is it Taj? Taj. I think TJ was his, maybe that was his character in the show. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Taj Mowry brother to Tia and Tamara from mm-hmm. Sister Sister. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he was also on Full House. He's Michelle's friend on Full House. That's when right. When they were little kids. Was he TJ on that or was his name Brian, I feel like, for some reason? Brian or like Teddy or something like that. It was te- No, he wasn't Teddy, was he? There was mm. a Teddy. I don't remember. I haven't watched Full House in a long time. Um, not, yeah, neither. Okay, but you're right. He was like, he was a very um, ubiquitous child actor mm-hmm. at the time. So he's, because he's adorable. I mean, look at him. He he's adorable. a cute little actor. Um, and so, yeah, so he comes, um, he comes in and is like, is this the lady who tells the truth? And like calls all his little friends in and they want to sit there and listen to her tell real stories about, and then she sings the song about, um, sometimes men love men and sometimes women love women and then there are bisexuals but some people say they're kidding themselves <laughs> oh it's so funny and so um so she gets yeah she gets fired by chris isaac for singing inappropriate songs but then the kids love it and they seek her out and it's cute and then she kisses chris isaac again but well then we never see him again do we we don't know but this is like, like specifically chock full of celebrity guests Yes, there are heaps like on of purpose. Cameos. Yes, which yeah, it got a little bit of flack from the critics because of that. Um, I was actually going to say that could have been part of the reason it was so watched was because it was I think like it star studded. I think they did that on purpose, obviously, to make you want to watch it. Yeah, which I think is smart. But I, I guess I just thought like maybe they'd give a reason why she and Chris Isaac never worked out, but um, <laughs> I don't think they do. I think he just then goes on with his life doing something yeah. else so well they're like playing smelly cat and he's like yes so at the very end he's like I howling actually, that is guys that was a do you guys want me to do that again eyes. you guys want and me to make that yeah. into an mp3 ringtone that you can download on your phone <laughs> could you do it again we loved it it started to turn into like the in the jungle howling. it sounded like a ghost <laughs> Okay, since we've been talking about New Girl, there's an episode where they're like, I hate, oh, I think Coach says, I hate when Schmidt cries. I hate when Schmidt cries. He sounds like a ghost singing, hey, ya. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't actually remember this little part at the, so it's technically at the end of the first mm-hmm. part, but I guess yeah. like we said, they, so, so on the one that I've watched, which is on, TV and Z in New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, they show it as separate parts and they show it with credits and stuff. So maybe that's how it's been replayed over the years. But um, so in the quote unquote credits part of that first one, she's sitting there singing Smelly Cat and he harmonizes. Mm-hmm. And Chris Isaac is famous for his falsetto. And so he starts going like, you know, they're like, what are they feeding you? And he goes like, mm-hmm. like does the falsetto and she's great job giggling. Too. Thank you. And she starts giggling and she's like, um, pick a more masculine note, please. And it's just like, yeah, it's cute because that's what he's known for. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's them. That's them. That's that one. I liked it. Thanks, Chris, for showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to look up who he was because I didn't even consider that he was famous. I just oh, was like, okay. oh, this guy can him. actually. Oh, really? I was just I like, oh, this guy can sing. I wonder if he's like ever saying anything else. And I was like, oh, he's Chris Isaac. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, he looks familiar. And then I looked him up, and it, and Ben was right mm. on. He's like, is that Chris Isaac? And I was like, yep. Yeah, we'll get into it later. But Ben knows a lot more about this episode than we thought he did. Ben might be starting a competing podcast, so just... Uh, stay tuned for the name stay, that I made up. Stay tuned. <laughs> 
All right, you talk about the next one. The next the one next is one. we have Joey, who is like, as we know, in episode 11, the one with the lesbian wedding, he went through all the hoops of deciding if he was going to sleep with the casting director or not, and he did, and she gave him a bigger part. Oh, wait, no, is that episode 10? I can't remember. I think it's episode 10, because then in episode 11, they actually they watch him on him TV. As yeah, Drake. Um, but yeah, he's like on Days of Our Lives. Oh, yeah, and he's he's Dr. Drake or Moray. So he's been on now a couple a couple weeks, we can only assume. And he gets his first piece of fan mail. And everybody realizes that it came directly to the apartment and not to the studio. Um, but what's funny is I was just thinking about this when I was watching it. Like, if she found out where he lived, obviously his address isn't like Dr. Drake Ramore, you know, 101 West 95th street one um yeah that's a good point. yeah it's not 15 new york road new york dr drake yeah. Mori. it's joey <laughs> tribbiani but i don't know so i don't know how she doesn't know that it's really him but found his apartment i don't know um something i noticed but she includes 14 of her eyelashes yeah, in the eyelashes. love letter um and i have a friend who was on the voice and after she was on The Voice, she started getting some fan mail at her house, which I thought oh, was a little. That's... And she was like, most of them were pretty sweet. It was like, you know, teenage girls that were like, you know, I want to sing like you and stuff. But one of them was like, oh, it wasn't yeah. like totally weird. But it was like a little bit odd. Luckily, they were in the process of selling their house at the time, like just coincidentally um, yeah. when it was airing. So everything is totally fine but like you can just all that stuff is public record like when you buy a house do you buy it under your name like it's a it's public record um so everyone can be stalked also you know if you um are like a director of a company that they put that information you have to be like um not even not like a publicly listed or anything but i know that in new zealand like if you are a director of a company your name is on there along with your home address. It creeps that's me weird. Out. I don't know if that's a thing in the states. Good, I hope not. I don't think it's a good look. No, but you could definitely just like Google someone's name and find out like yeah, where they own a house. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, don't be a stalker. Be nice. Yeah. Um, just. But I guess okay. So as an alternative, because obviously people just want to, you know, Brooke Shields is crazy on this one, but mm-hmm. um. But, like, where should those people have sent your friend mail to? Because, like, it might not have got to her if they sent it to the voice studio, right? It probably would have, but is that really – like, I still think it's, like, a line, you know? They – I mean, I I really don't think anybody meant any harm, and, nothing. like I said, nothing was, like, overly inappropriate. It was just kind of a little weird. It just um, makes you go like, huh, like this was fine, but like, like they took the time. To be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, or they could have like written her on social media. Like, I, th- right. I think it's really funny. Like these days, everyone, like famous people are very accessible through social media. Like, yeah. can you yeah. imagine being like a teen, like a 10 year old and being like, my idol is Mariah Carey and I can just message her on Instagram? Like that would have been insane. Honestly, Renee, I am so thankful that the Backstreet Boys were not on social I know, media I, I know. when I was in middle school. I already embarrassed myself enough. I did not need to embarrass myself to their social media managers. To faces. their faces, yeah. 
Um, So, yeah, it's just kind of one of those weird things. Um, I'm sure it happens to people a lot, though. Um, But, yeah, so they're, like, reading the fan mail. And they're, like, Joey's, like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. I got my first fan mail. And so him and Chandler are, like, at the apartment. And I thought it was funny when he's, like, oh, we could just stay home and cook for ourselves. And then they, like, bust into laughter. laughter. Like, yeah, yeah, that never happens. Except Joey made all that sauce a few episodes back. And I I think it's all in the freezer. I was thinking about that when you said you're like we never see Joey cook again, and then they kind of bring it up. They're like we could cook for ourselves. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's only so when, when he's that stress when that fridge breaks in season seven, there's probably some sauce left in the freezer. That's what the brown stuff in the jar is. <laughs> you yes. still have that? We Not still anymore. have it. Not anymore. Um, it's your sauce from season two. <laughs> yeah. So they're knocking. So they hear a knock on the door, and it's Erica and. They buzz her up, I guess, but then they're like, oh, no, we go to don't. the girls' apartment. She goes, she goes, oh, never mind, it's open. Like somebody. Oh, that's right. Somebody Someone else buzzed them in. in. But yeah. they were like, oh, we could go to the girls' apartment. Or I'm like, or you could just not answer the door when she comes to the door. That is, like, there are locks on doors. They for have locks, purpose. yeah. Um, but I feel like it was more that they were curious about who she was. And obviously when they opened the I door so and too. it's gorgeous Brooke Shields they were like oh all right so she's a kook and um (laughs) I doubt she pays her bill when it's due um no I don't think she does uh but they're like yeah Joey's going out with the crazy girl and uh Chandler references that she's like Kathy Bates she's the opposite of Kathy Bates in Misery which that's some movie about like a woman who like locks her partner up in the house and like won't let him leave or something. I don't know. It's like super creepy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's like out on a date with Brooke Shields and she's like so exaggerated. I love it so much because she seems to me like she's currently in a soap opera. She's like, oh, the best doctor in Salem. These hands, these life-giving hands. Like, she goes on and on. And when he right. makes a joke and she laughs and she, like, throws her yeah, head yeah, back. Yeah. And, like, yeah, her yeah. scarf, like, her shawl is, like, floating around. It's so funny. I was um, wondering about that. I was thinking, like, because sometimes I see these things and I think, like, how, like, uh, what did it say in the script? Did it just mm-hmm. say, like, laughs wildly? Did it just mm-hmm. say laughs? And then mm-hmm. she's the one that decided to make the character, like, crazy over the top yeah and like yeah i wonder that. she sounds like a villain in a disney movie yeah she does. she's like Mah! it's like, so funny her. though and like and even joey like his he like Ugh. like yeah he's like smiling and he's like oh god <laughs> yeah but um then that guy starts choking and she's like the best doctor in all of salem is here and then he has to make an excuse for why he doesn't save him because he's a neurosurgeon. And that was obviously a choking. Like, what, was, what was he called? Like a chokel. A foodle, a foodle, foodle chokage. chokage. <laughs> the technical term as a scientist, yes. foodle chokage. That um, was a case of foodle chokage. But yeah, so he gets out of that one somehow. Um, and then they like go to the apartment and they're watching the show and she comes to the door She's like, where is she? I just saw you kissing Sabrina. How did you get here so fast? And uh, I, well, I just want to pause and say I do like her um, outfit. It's like. Her uh, outfit's cute. It's really cute. Like the black with the leopard on the collar and the cuffs. Yeah. I like it. Black and white leopard accents. Yeah, it's real nice. Yeah. It's like kind of like the most amount of bougie I think I would go. Like it's like a classy old lady kind of. 
Yeah, it's like a preppy bougie, but it's uh-huh. not. It's not. It's Janus not too levels of animal no, print. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the right amount of animal print, I think. But um, mm. she's mad, and so she throws the glass of water in his face, and then Ross makes up that he's Hans Ramore, the evil That's twin what brother. That's I was talking about. Do you remember how you were like, yes, no, and I thought about later. that. Yeah. So just yes. to refresh everybody, was it one yes. episode ago? Or two. Two episodes ago. Um, who? What were we talking about? I can't even remember. I don't remember. Someone else's evil twin. You just said something about him playing the evil twin, and I was like, no, that's in like seven seasons. Yeah, because they were talking about they were talking about an evil twin, and I was like, do you think they got that idea, or that's like what sparked the idea for um, for for like the soap opera? Oh, I, sorry. I cannot. I don't remember. Oh, oh, oh. It was um, Russ. It was Russ and Ross. Oh. And I was like, it's kind of like the worst version. And I was like, oh, do you think that's what made them think about like having Joey play his evil twin? Um, yeah. And so that's when they come up with like, he's Hans Ramore. But it's probably just a normal writing tactic that you get people out of stuff by making them the evil twin. Right. Um, Not going to read too much into it. Right. That's really funny because Matt always is like, he reads really into everything when we watch shows. He's like, oh, okay. my gosh, that guy's an extra on this show 10 years ago. Do you think that's why he co-stars with this other person 10 years later? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I think it's just who they cast. Like, I sometimes think there's connections. The yeah, sometimes there are connections and, like, people are hired together because they had a connection or they work well together or yeah. whatever. But I'm like, it's not always that deep. Really? Okay, well, Matt's about to be vindicated because in one of the other plot lines that comes up on this two-parter, there is a link where people work together and it's mentioned. So, Matt, you bide your time, my friend. It's coming. All right. You can join Ben's friends podcast that he's going to be starting (laughs) later. Yeah. Um. Could you imagine if our partners plotted against us and made them oh my gosh. competing friends? Party? Yeah, I'd like to see them try. Yeah, it's it takes it's very involved. Mm-hmm. It's very involved. You guys wouldn't understand. Um, wouldn't. But yeah, so they they say Hans Ramore, and I'm sure at this time they had never even considered how long Joey would be on Days of Our Lives and if he would ever have mm-hmm. an evil twin. But no, for sure not. He he does much later on. Um, but. Then, like, everybody throws drinks in his face to, like, be like, you yeah. said you would run away with me or whatever. You left the toilet yeah, seat yeah. up, you bastard. Um, yeah. Have you ever thrown a drink in someone's face? Oh, my gosh. So, it looks <gasps> so fun when they do it. Oh, um, I thought okay, you were going to well, say that you had. I was like, it looks so satisfying. Yeah, what, like, yes and no. And actually, I think you were there. So, um, it was at... <laughs> A Christmas party at Elizabeth and I's um, dorm room, mm-hmm. junior year of college. Yep, and I remember this party. I cannot remember if it was Phil or Steve. I okay. think it was Phil because Phil and I were close friends. Did you didn't guys really kiss under the mistletoe? No. Oh wait, did I kiss Phil under the mistletoe? That sounds more. I feel like I was dared, likely. but. Yeah, I think I don't you guys really remember. Dirty. I think you were. Because I don't think I ever kissed Phil. There was always this thing about, like, people always thought mm-hmm. we liked each other, but we were mm-hmm. just, we just got along really, really well. 
And so I don't think we kissed, but it does sound likely that somebody more. dared you to kiss him. It does sound more like something I would do. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, but, Middle school slutty strikes again. I think because you guys are probably just both like, it's not a, like, a kiss is not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. And so I think you, it was, that sounds like the stance that you two would have taken. Um, and I would have been like, what? Attraction? The opposite no. sex? Gotta go. Gotta yeah. go. And so I think, um, so I had, I think I had said something like, oh, it always looks so satisfying to throw a drink in someone's face. Mm-hmm. And he was like, go for it. You can do it to me. I don't care. And I was like, I'm going <laughs> to surprise you and I'm going to do it when you're not expecting it. And so I think like we were talking and I was just like, how dare you? And threw my drink. Um, yeah, I think that's all. So it's kind of lame. <laughs> So not Have really. you ever done it? No, but I aspire to one day. Same. I also would love Hard to same. smack somebody across the face. So, um, Like for a uh, good reason. I can't promise that this is the last time I'm going to bring up Lisa Renna from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, <laughs> but I did just binge it the other day, so that's probably why it's top of mind. Um, there's an episode where one of the other housewives starts like talking crap about her husband. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh. And she's like, how, she's like, don't you dare and she's like the husbands are off limits don't you dare and so she takes her wine glass throws it in the lady's face <gasps> grabs the stem and smashes it on the table oh my gosh like like beer bottle and then style. shivs it's her like, don't you dare. yeah no and she's dead no 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 she's oh. she just like gets so mad that she throws the thing and then she like smashes the glass and i was like that and she's like don't you ever. and i was like oh my gosh that looks so <laughs> satisfying seriously also, I kind of want to know how she did it. Because, like, they say that if you smash a beer bottle, you actually have a lot more chance of slicing your own hand with the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so the wine glass must have been different because if she smashed the top and was holding it by the stem. But I do wonder if she cut herself. Because glass is Maybe. no joke. No, it's not. But I would see how so the stem of a wine that. glass is, like, more solid where the top is really thin. Yeah. It's, like, kind of two pieces fused together, whereas a beer bottle is one big piece of glass. It's one big piece of glass. Yeah. yeah. And it, like and the wine glass anywhere. is, like, the top, the stem, and the base. That's right. And so the wine glass is probably meant to, like, kind of break off into those three. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. It's ready to Rena, shiv at any time. Tell me. But I just, I just remember watching it. And, like, I think, like, I've seen that episode or that, like, clip before and thought, like, mm-hmm. that's ott but like now kind of knowing more about i think the story the context the person Mm -hmm. that said it and their relationship and also just like it did seem satisfying yeah so yeah she uh everyone throws drinks in joey's face and joey's face she accepts that she should go be with the real drink ramore who is in salem she should go find him and be with him where is salem north carolina massachusetts i have no idea oregon I think there's a lot of Salem's. I think it's like Springfield. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's also probably like a fictional town. Because it's a soap opera. (laughs) That's a good point. So somewhere in these these United States. Brooke Shields. Good luck, Brooke Shields. Yeah. Um, Can I share um, an interesting, probably more interesting than Newt Gingrich, sorry, fact about... (sighs) Um, I mean, I guess. Okay. Um, So Brooke Shields, after this, got her own sitcom, Suddenly Susan. Um, And it's, I don't know how true it is, because, you know, I don't know famous people. But um, it was quoted that she got that 
part and she got that sitcom because of her this role as Erica like I read that too seemed yeah so she seemed over the top and like seemed really like soap opera but I think they were like you know what chick can hold her own she's entertaining on Mm -hmm. on daytime television or whatever sitcoms so yeah so she got suddenly Susan from this which I don't think I ever watched I think I didn't either yeah Yeah. it was we were sorry about it Brooke Sorry, Brooke. Um, but I love how at the end of that, Joey's like, okay, the people that threw the water. <laughs> and he, like, starts to go after them. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I do. It's funny. Um. Okay, so I guess that takes us back to Marcel. Should we unpin yeah. the monkey? Okay. Let's unpin the monkey. So this is the kind of the thread that weaves from the first half hour of the show to the second half hour of the show. And mm-hmm. um, so Ross, briefcase in hand, is flying to L.A. for a surprise conference. Um, <laughs> and we don't, that's fine. We don't, don't worry about it because we don't Don't worry anything. about it, Ross. You don't have to tell us yeah, where you're going. Your, you know, friends and family where you're going. Um, it's okay. It's not like he's a dad with responsibilities. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe he is absent father with um yeah so anyway so he's we don't see anything about the conference but we do see him at the zoo and um he's there and he's talking to the zoo director um and he's like you know i'm here to find out about my monkey marcel and the director's like i'm sorry he's dead and he's like what and he was like yeah sorry he got sick and then he got better and then he died and he's like, I know, you know, this isn't make up for it, but here's 20 zoo dollars. And um, is that, t- does, do you recognize that director from anywhere? Is he famous? I do. He is famous. Um, and I, I can't quite remember where from, but he is famous. And he was put okay. there on purpose because he is famous. I was thinking that. I was like, I wonder if this is another one of those cameos, like one of the mm-hmm. star-studded cameos. It is. But yeah, I, don't, I didn't recognize him either. Um, so look, we'll look it up, guys, and we'll post it. But, um, but yeah, so, so then Marcel or so then Ross is like kind of there and this creepy dude is sweeping in the back and he's like, meet me in the nocturnal area in 15 minutes. Um, and Ross is like, I don't enjoy being with men that way. Thank you though. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, no, I've got information about your monkey. And so he basically tells him Marcel's alive. He found a new job in show business. Mm-hmm. And Ross is like, what? And he was like, yep, it's this big cover-up. It's bad PR for the zoo. They hadn't told him. To be fair, I don't think you need to tell – like, if somebody donates an animal to the zoo, I don't think you – like, I don't think the burden then lies on you to call everybody and be like, oh, your animal died. Like, how are you going to keep track? But No, I agree. They, but yeah. they sold him. But they sold him for money mm-hmm. to Hollywood. For so, real money, not just zoo dollars. Not zoo dollars. And so um, that, that guy's famous too, by the way. And I don't really oh, know. It? Yeah, and I don't remember why, but he is famous. Okay, so we've got two people to look up. Two famous zoo people. Two famous zoo people. So, yeah. Um, so he's just like funny and quirky and is like, ah, raccoon, then the bandit of the night or whatever and being really creepy and whatever gives Ross the information so he's like he's um Marcel's in town shooting the what's the name of the movie they're shooting it's some like outbreak two outbreak outbreak two monkey Mm -hmm. takes Manhattan 
Something like that, yeah. Okay, I don't know if I made that last part up, but um, I like it. Apparent, apparently, the monkey who plays Marcel in this episode, one, it's two monkeys, and one of them actually was in Outbreak. So, oh, funny! Another star-studded cameo. I didn't. The monkey. I love when they're in the like nocturnal animal wing. Yeah. And he's like, the zoo. You believe everything the zoo tells you? And he's like, this, yeah. this is the only thing the zoo has ever this told me. And I've when he's like, heard. how much is this information worth to you, friend? And he's like, are you blackmailing me? He's like, maybe. He's like, but, but you already told me everything I want to know. The guy's like, yeah, oh. he's like, are you trying to get me to bribe you? Because you already gave me the information. I'm like, oh, poor guy. Oh, I feel like that would be dollars. me. I'd be like, and now pay the piper. Yeah, oh, I already exactly. told you what you need to know. Oh crap! <laughs> oh crap! Um, yeah. So, so then, um, oh, that's right. So he's like, that's sorry. That's what it is. Is he's like, um, Marcel's in Manhattan because it's yeah, the outbreak two monkey takes Manhattan or whatever, and so it's not in L.A. I was thinking, did they all fly out to L.A.? But no, they. It's back in Manhattan. So, yeah. um, so then Ross goes back and the first he doesn't he's not supposed to have the date first right the first thing is that they show up at the set and the guy's like back 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 pal this is a close set and he's like no i'm friends with the monkey and they start singing in the jungle yeah and the guy's like yeah and i have a place in the poconos with flipper with flipper yeah it's i find that really annoying i'm like why would flipper be in the poconos Like, why would there be a ghost money? in my fridge? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, if, I don't know why, but I find that one-liner so annoying. So um, <laughs> anyway, they um, yeah, so he like lures Marcel over and Joey's singing. Yeah, he hits the falsetto that time. It's so fun. I don't know how he does it without laughing, but they call over Marcel. And then apparently they're like, oh, this proves everything. It's the right. Airbud, Airbud <laughs> dilemma proves Sassy. everything. So then they're all, they're all, <laughs> they're all let on set. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how it works, guys. Don't worry. Just walk up to any movie set you want, sing a yep. song, and hope a cute animal comes over. Yep. And, and you know. Like, okay. Um. And so, so now they're on set for this movie. Um. I guess I can finish out the Marcel story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finish out the Marcel. So there's a lot more that happens. But with the Marcel story, um, they're having a great time the first day. Um, Ross comes back the second day and Marcel's being moody. Remember why you got rid of him in the first place, Ross? Mm -hmm. Because nobody liked this monkey. Right. And they're like, oh, he's got a lot of pressure. He's starring in this movie. And um, Ross, is he like sets out a date. Like, he's supposed to have Marcel over for dinner, and they're going to reconnect, but then they have to cancel because Marcel's busy or something. I don't know. It doesn't... It's he not still really, has to work. It's, like, kind of... Yeah. What is it? He still has to work. Well, he's like, he's oh, monkey's got to work or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just seems like, I don't know. It's, it's there, but it's not really that significant. And yeah. then, I don't even think... Is there even, like, a real ending? Does he say goodbye? Yeah, at the very, very, very end, he's like, oh, I guess it was dumb. I ever wanted to see him anyway. Marcel's like in the window at the coffee shop and they play in a New York New York Minute in the oh, background. Right. And they're like, ice cream, pictures. It's so dumb. Get out of here, Marcel. Yeah, I thought we already did the this. Montage. Yes. 
Do you know what it reminds me of? I was thinking it was the looks like we made it, but <laughs> that might be the one with the duck where they don't yeah, think the duck's going to so. make it through. So there's a few cheesy animal montages mm-hmm. in Friends time. That's fine. We get it. It's supposed to be stupid. So yeah, so there's like a little montage to show that like, no, no, Ross, Marcel actually does love and miss you. Mm-hmm. That's what we call closure by Marcel mm-hmm. forever. By Marcel. See ya. So that's that's it. And I think that's it with the Marcel. So he gets them on, you know, he's he's there to get them on the set and then enter a bunch of other celebrities. Mm-hmm. They were like, let's keep this party going. How are we going to get all these celebrities on this Friends show? Guess we'll just uh, make it a movie set. That was easy. Yeah. That was easy. Um, so, yeah, the uh, excuse me, the. Uh, first celebrity we kind of see is Chandler is hanging out with Joey because Joey's like not an official plot line I guess but of course he's trying to like suck up to the casting director and buddy up to the director and meet whoever he can to whore himself out to get a part in Outbreak 2 Monkey Takes Manhattan Um, or maybe Outbreak 3 you never know I didn't even realize Outbreak was an actual movie until you said that so neither I figured it was made up (laughs) oh until you said it until you looked it up until I looked it up yeah (laughs) Um, so we see Chandler walking on set and he's like hanging out and, uh, this pretty girl walks up to him and she's like, are you Chandler Bing? And he's like, how are you so good at this? And she's like, I'm Susie Moss. I used to be in your fourth grade class, carried a pack of animal crackers around like a purse. <laughs> and he's like, Susie Moss, great job growing up. And it is the lovely Julia Roberts, who I love. Sam. Um, mm-hmm. Can I take a quick step back, though? Because before she comes up to Chandler, she comes out of this trailer and is talking to somebody. And she's like, this actress has like, she's got a mustache. It looks like one of her eyebrows fell down. Um, She won't let me bleach it. She won't let me bleach it. And she goes, I hate actors. But the girl (laughs) that she's talking to, that's like, I'll go talk to her. Apparently, that is Julia Roberts' real life sister. Oh, really? Isn't that cute? Yeah. What a fun little Easter egg. I know. I loved that when I found out. I, I was like, that. oh, Presh. So I don't know if yeah. it's Julia Roberts that got her sister on set. But um, oh. I, mean, I guess I could assume so. I don't know. But yeah, so it's her sister, which is, yay, cute. Sister love. I do love cute. Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. I think because I have curly hair, people have always made comparisons because I also have curly hair. I don't know. We look nothing yeah. alike. Maybe because no. I have a big mouth. I don't know. I don't look like Julia Roberts at all. But um, she's beautiful and I love her. I do too. Um, Matt had never seen My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, classic. I know. And I was like, we're renting that right now. And we did. And I'm so glad he watched it with me because it's so cute. I've got to say, it holds up. Like, I know a lot of those rom-coms are what they are. And mm-hmm. some of them are... We watched no, Best it's Friend's a classic. Wedding recently. And it actually does kind of hold mm-hmm. up. Like, it's got a fair enough plot line. And it's got a little bit more substance than just like... Mm-hmm ditzy pretty girl likes Mm -hmm. attractive friend from growing up yeah I I liked it a lot I still do what was the most shocking to me because I haven't watched it in a long time what was the most shocking to me when I was rewatching it is she's like we have a pact that if we turn 28 and neither of us are married we'll get married I'm like they're not 28 yet (laughs) I felt really old you're an executive at your company I know 28 sure not 28 yet 
coming soon in a few weeks. So I was like, oh, Was geez. it 28? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now that pact is like, all right, look, if we turn 45. Mm-hmm. Maybe 50. <laughs> Maybe 50. Um, but, yeah, so she, like, is cozying up to Chandler, and she's like, how many times do I have to touch your arm before you – um, oh, no, I know. Before that, she's like, oh, do you remember the, the school play? And you pulled my skirt up and everyone saw my underpants and everyone called me Susie Underpants. And he's like, oh, so sorry about that. I used to use humor as a defense mechanism. Good thing I don't that anymore. Yeah. Good thing I don't do that anymore. And uh, then she's totally like setting him up and just flirting hardcore with him. And she's yeah. like, so how many times am I going to touch your arm before you ask me out? And he's like, one more. OK, you want to go out sometime? And she is like laying it on thick. She's like, maybe I'll get to see your underwear. Um, yeah. And uh, so they go out to dinner. Well, they're like making out on the couch and then they go out to dinner and Ross tags along because. Wait. Oh, wait, what? Oh, right. I forgot the main part. They're making out on the couch and she's like, it would be so hot if you wore. No, still before that. Uh, it's just a little funny one-liner. I shouldn't have interrupted okay. you. I'm sorry. What is it? But, it's okay. Um, I think it's how the it's, – it's like one of the first scenes of the second part where they're in the coffee house and um, Chandler walks in and goes, stick a fork in me, I'm done. Oh, And yeah. Phoebe's like, what? And he's like, you know, like when you're cooking a steak, you stick a fork in it to check if it's done or not. And she's like, oh, I don't eat steak. And he's like, well, how do you know when vegetables are done? She's like, you don't. You just eat them. And he goes, okay, eat me. I'm done. (laughs) I'm just hysterical. And that's when he tells them, like, I have a date with the most beautiful um, woman, Susie Moss or whatever. And he says that, like, she's been, like, laying it on thick. They, like, go hook up on the elevator, blah, blah, blah. And then later it opens on the couch making out. Oh, yeah, Yeah, because then he's like, things are hot and heavy. Yeah, and she's like, hey, do you ever want to just do it on the elevator? And someone was like, how do you know if you want to do it on an elevator? Phoebe's like, oh, you just know. You, you just know. Yeah. <laughs> um, eat me. I'm done. I forgot about that part. But yeah, they're eat back me. at his place, making out, getting hot and heavy. And she's like, have you ever wore women's underwear before? And he's like, uh, once, but they were my Aunt Edna's, and there was three of us in there. There was three of us in there. (laughs) Um, And she's like, I would think it would just be so hot if you wore my underwear. And he's like, well, what would you be wearing? And she just kind of gives him this, like, knowing look, like, uh, use your imagination. And he's like, sweet. So he gets her underwear and puts them on. And they go to the restaurant, which did you notice? So they go to the restaurant, Joey and, like, her assistant or whoever, the producer, I don't know who she is. The director's assistant. Yeah, the director's assistant. That's right. Sitting next to Joey. And she's like, I have nothing to do with casting. Stop asking. Yeah, and then he ignores her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Ross is at the head of the table. And he's like, thanks for inviting me because his plans with the monkey got canceled. But did you notice the name of the menu on the restaurant's name on the menus? Marcel. And I was like, I wonder if that was on purpose. It seems like it was. Um, I don't think it would have been a coincidence. Yeah, that's true. Since they probably made the menus. Probably. Yeah. So <laughs> so Susie Underpants is like, I want you right here, right now. Meet me in the bathroom in 10 minutes or now or whatever. Yeah. And so she gets up and leaves. And he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom now. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so excited. Funny. So he gets in there. And they're like kind of doing this little dance, which I always think it's funny when they do this kind of thing where all you can see is their feet behind the bathroom door yeah and it's almost like acting is happening with their feet do you think that's why she's barefoot 
so that you can yes. see her toes and stuff because yes. I have to say it bothers me so <laughs> much that she is barefoot in the men's in the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, which there's the just men's pee everywhere. Bathroom. Pee everywhere. It's disgusting. And I'm like, and her shoes aren't even like, you don't even know where they are. They're not even in shop. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. okay, where are your heels, lady? And also like, she is sitting there like tapping her toes, but I feel like, look, they probably tried it once with, with heels on and it just wasn't working, but I feel mm-hmm. like you can move your high heel enough to show like tapping and pointing and like, you know, rubbing him again, like rubbing up against him with your foot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure they tried it and it didn't work, but it, it bothers me to no end that she's barefoot <laughs> in the men's room. Yes, <laughs> that's true. So she's like rubbing her foot up against him and she's like, okay, I just want you just panties, nothing else. And yeah. he strips down. And she throws his clothes out, which what I want to know is how she shimmies out of there without him feeling it, because there's not much space in a single stall bathroom. Doesn't she open the door? Yeah, I know. But how did he not get hit by the door? Like the door pretty much Uh, comes to the edge of the toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Usually. But anyway, it's because it's TV and yeah, I got to get over it. So (coughs) (coughs) excuse me. that funny (laughs) clearly something's funny um yeah so she like shimmies out of there and um then she's like this is payback I mean payback for underwear and he's like what what do you mean that was 20 years ago and she's like I was Susie Underpants till I was 18 he's like how are you not over that she's like well call me in 20 years and tell me how you feel about this over this mic drop and she Honestly, like fluffs her hair and like gets out of there. She's like, see ya, yeah, underpants mm-hmm. or something like that. Honestly, so good. It reminds me it's of, so good. Um, it reminds me of when flashback Rachel is giving Monica advice and she's like, Let's try to make Chandler think you want to sleep with them because he called her fat and she's like Oh yeah. And then you can you can he like he'll be naked and you could point and laugh and i was like that is exactly the methodology that Susie underpants went for mhm she played that she i mean it wasn't a long game cuz it was kind of over the whole weekend but i feel like i would not have the wherewithal to do that i would have probably just walked up and been like are you chandler bang and she would have been like oh yeah and i would have been like do you remember me Susie underpants yeah i hate you you're a loser you're in my life like something like that and like I wouldn't have had short, the short and sweet. To be like exactly, I wouldn't have been able to think like, okay, seduce him and then embarrass him. Well, revenge takes a lot of effort. A lot. It's a lot of a lot plotting. of effort. Mm-hmm. Don't have the time to plot. I don't have the time to plot. At least not for that. So, um, I don't so know if you were gonna reveal this fun fact, but mm. I've got one for this okay. plot line. Okay. In real life, Matthew Perry and Julia Roberts were in a relationship at this time, at the time of filming. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I remember that oh. they were dating, but I had kind of forgotten about it until I looked that up. Yeah, so um, so in this scene when this was all happening, they were actually together in real life, and somebody oh. is quoted as saying it was one of the best on-screen kisses they've ever seen, and it's probably mm-hmm. because. They were into each other. Lovers. Yeah. Cute, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. So, she 
gives him the best kiss and then leaves him alone <laughs> with only his underwear, takes all his clothes and ditches him. Yes. Amazing. And Joey comes in and makes fun of him for wearing a thong. And then Ross comes in and makes fun of him for wearing a thong. And there he's like, give me your underwear. Give me your underwear. And so finally, for your underwear. the boys both leave and Chandler ends up walking out of the bathroom with a door to cover himself from one half of the restaurant. But when he walks out, did you notice you can see his boxers just around the corner? I took a picture There's of it. There's like a flick of yeah. where you can see him and you can see he's in boxers. I know I was thinking like, oh, guys, like maybe they wanted to get the live audience reaction to mm-hmm. it because it is really funny. But like, you, yeah, you can see them. There's like a Well, they should have given him second. like like Spanx. Like skin yeah, like colored, colored. Yeah, not like black zigzags. Maybe um, those were but his actual boxers. Maybe, but also it reminded me of when the one with Joey is Al Pacino's butt, and you can see his like baggy boxer mm-hmm. shorts in the shadow. In the shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of little slips up, slip ups, and actually, when Matt watches Friends with me, he always notices something. Really? Yeah, there's a lot, and they're little, and it's not a huge deal. I wonder um, if that bugs the creators. But it's like they were having to crank these bad boys out so fast. Mm-hmm. That would have been like a post-production sorted out. And like there's bound to be. I think maybe, I don't know. I mean, we love the show well, and, and the, we're still And the problem is, is if you don't realize that the best take you had had a small blooper in it, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, because you don't know that until it's on the cutting room floor. So anyway. Um, so yeah, we see Chandler's boxers <laughs> and they're supposed to be naked. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> Showbiz, baby. Um, so our last plot line features... Oh, this is a good one. Another extremely famous person. Maybe, like... I don't know if he's the most famous necessarily, but, I mean, he is in the action star world. Him and Julia Roberts I, are probably the most Yeah, I was going to say Julia Roberts. They're famous, famous for different reasons. Um, so Jean-Claude Van Damme apparently is the star of Outbreak 2, Monkey Takes Manhattan. Um, the star other than Marcel, of course. Right. Um, so he's star. playing himself in the movie, in the show, I mean. And um, Monica is like, you know, turning into a little puddle when she sees him. And she's like, the muscles from Brussels, wham, bam, yeah. van, wham, bam, van dam. And I don't think he's very cute. Do you? I think he is. No, I don't. But I wonder if it's almost that like. George Clooney style because he's a little bit older but we would have been too young but I, I think George Clooney's like, cute exactly that's what I'm saying so like he's there George Clooney oh 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 I see yeah thought you were saying like they're the same I was like but I like George Clooney no no I was saying that like you know we like people now probably look and are like maybe some people look at him now that are younger and are like what mm-hmm. but for us yeah we're I like, guess Ooh. that's true yeah. True. Yeah. So uh, Monica's super into it and is like, oh, like, huh, no, I can't talk to him. Da, 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 da. And uh, Rachel's like, I'll go talk to him. He's just a guy. Like, I'll tell him you think, you think he's cute and ask him out or whatever. So Rachel goes over there and mm-hmm. is like, my mm-hmm. friend thinks you're cute. And he's like, well, I think her friend's very cute. Like, very he's Arnold like, Schwarzenegger. You don't think I'm cute? Yeah, she's you don't like, think oh, I'm We're getting cute? off topic. We're getting off topic. And he, she's like, so... What do you, what should I tell my friend? Tell her that I think her friend is cute. Yeah. And uh, then she gets all giddy and I guess suddenly thinks he's cute. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, I can already hear you being annoyed. I could hear you before we even got on this recording. <laughs> you could hear it while you were I could hear it. the loud well, sighs that were coming my way from your microphone. Here's what I think about that, as mm. if you did not already. Um, you know, like we've said, I do think that Rachel gets a bit selfish. I think that, yeah, like she didn't, she didn't know who he was. And she's like, and, you know, Monica was like, oh, my gosh, he's so hot. And she's like, what? No, I don't know, I guess, huh? So, like, she clearly wasn't like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I think he's so cute, too, until he showed interest in her. But I was about to say – oh, no, I did. Okay, yes, sorry. I, I was thinking about – I had this little, like, righteous moment. Um, I've been Rachel in this before. You'll remember from season one where my friend Alicia had a crush on this guy, David. And so at the bus ramp, I went over to David and was like, Alicia has a crush on you. And he was like, well, I have a crush on you. And like a real friend, I got awkward and ran away. So (laughs) Rachel, take notes. That's what real friends do. Well, I, I don't necessarily think that what Rachel did was right but I don't think it's as much of a crime as Monica is acting like it is for a couple reasons. You ready? I made a three-page PowerPoint um, presentation. So um, my first reason is, is that I think that if any famous person was flirting with any of us normal people, we all would get a little bit, like, flattered and, like, I don't know. Like, I could see where it would just be, like, very dizzying to have, like, a huge action star be interested in you. Totally. Um, So there's that. I also think it's, like, he's he's a famous person once again. And it's not like Monica's got Jean-Claude Van Damme posters on her wall. Like, it's her all-time favorite, like, person of all time. She just thinks he's cute. So I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I get it. But what really, really, really makes me think that this isn't that big of a deal is because Monica goes out with Chip Matthews. Oh. Rachel's ex-boyfriend. Rachel was bothered by that. What? Rachel was bothered by it. She was bothered. That's what I'm saying. I'm so not saying that. justify Monica being allowed to be bothered? She can be bothered, but she's acting like she took this, I don't know. I just don't think it's as big of a betrayal as Monica plays it out to be. I just think it's a bit dramatic. Yeah, I think, okay, let's step back. I think that, um, I think that Monica is having a bit of a pity party for herself about this because yes. she is in the throes of no job, no boyfriend, no blah, 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 whatever. And so she, True. like, so then, like, here's Jean Claude Van Damme in front of her. And I think it's like she probably thought it was so far-fetched it was never possible. But then when Rachel gets the date, I think she's like, what? He actually is willing to date normies? That could have been me. Right. And she feels like it was stolen from her. And so, yeah, so like – if she cared that much, she should have gone and, like, chatted him up herself. She, What bothers me about this, to be honest with you, is just Monica acts so starstruck. And it's like mm-hmm. no celebrity wants to go out with somebody who's no. acting like a fan. And that, I think, is where it's like, do you know what? Rachel actually did deserve the date more because she was mm-hmm. confident. She just went up and talked to him, and she wasn't fangirling. Yeah. Like, she wasn't like, well, and oh, my gosh, could you beat up that guy? Oh, I love you. Oh, my gosh, I know. I it's so it. annoying. Well, and not to mention, I mean, I know she's 
being Rachel's being a little bit annoying when she does ask Monica because she keeps like bringing it up like she clearly wants to go but Monica's like I guess if you want to go out with me sounds like a jerk to me but you can if you want to so she said yes and maybe Rachel shouldn't have asked quote unquote but like I don't know I just don't think it's as big of a crime as I'm I'm not saying Monica can't be annoyed but she acts like it was like like you said taken from her and I don't think it was ever hers to have yeah I mean it it does seem like later when Phoebe's like she would never do that after what she did to you yeah I know which is funny so like clearly Phoebe is also thinking like it was bad what she did to her Mm -hmm. I guess like putting it into perspective that you like you're totally right if if a celebrity was like flirting with me I think that you do get really like but I guess I just I didn't like it because it was like Rachel didn't even know who he was or think he was cute but then when he asked her out I think she like it all of a sudden became like I get to go on a date with this big movie star and like Monica's kind of the one that put the idea in her head Rachel Mm -hmm. didn't even know who he was or care and then like and then it was kind of like oh this guy likes me now it's like mine I want it so I don't know but I I hear what you're saying like Monica doesn't have to get so angry about it but I guess she just Mm -hmm. is like what like you know if Jean-Claude Van Damme was going to go out on a date with anybody it should have been me because I'm the one that actually likes because, him. But. Because she's the only person in America who thinks he's cute. Well, no, but she was like, like I said, she Out of probably the two never of them. thought he would actually date a right. normal human, but then he was right. willing to, and yeah. Rachel kind of took it. Because it, it is kind of like, don't you think that like if this was you and I, and somebody was like, but I like you, I don't know, I guess it's hard to say because we're not in this position and we're past it. But like, It's hard to say, I think- and I really do think if it was a famous person, like just some random famous person, not like... Brian Luttrell from the Backstreet Boys I feel like there are certain people that are just off limits but Um, if I had said thank you Nick Lachey would be for you don't worry (laughs) thanks he's yours also Um, Justin Timberlake oh of course I don't even think he's cute though like if Justin Timberlake flirted with me Renee I would not date him he is yours but you should that's the thing I almost feel like you should just go for it I'd enjoy being a third wheel to you two because I think okay. he's funny but not attractive. It would be perfect. This is why Renee and I get along. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> wow. but, but, like, but I guess – I don't know. I hear what you're saying. It's not like – I don't know. Because this has happened to one of our friends before. Um, one of our friends Jean-Claude liked a guy. And then this other girl was like – he started liking her. I don't know. They were friends, whatever. But I, I get, sorry, this doesn't make a lot of sense, but I, I get it. But I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like Rachel can date whoever she wants and it's just a little annoying. That's all. Yeah. Maybe I see yeah. myself and Monica more in this scenario. I think I do too, but I, I still think like she acts like it's a huge betrayal when she, Gave her permission, and but she didn't you know. really. It's kind of like when Phoebe gave her permission for Joey to date her twin sister, and like, yeah, it's just one of those things where you feel awkward telling somebody like, "No, I have a problem with this. Don't do it." Because then, like, I know. Could you imagine if she said no? Like Rachel would have held that against her forever. Like I could have gone out with a. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's yeah. there's not really a good scenario there. And yeah, she could get there's over not. it, but obviously she's hurt. I don't know. I guess I still, and I said this when we were talking about Phoebe and Ursula and Joey too, like I always, like when Matt asks me if if I'm okay, if something's not okay, it's my responsibility to say it's not okay. I don't need him to ask me like five times to like tease it out of me. So when someone asks me if I have a problem with something, I do my best to be honest 
um, because I know that I'm responsible for my feelings. Like nobody else is responsible yes. for them. So that's totally I don't know. true. I guess. That's totally true. Yeah. So I think that's I where I that's where I get a little annoyed um, with Monica because she did say it's fine. She's clearly not happy about it, but she does say it's fine. Right. Um, I hear you. So anyway, it's not a big deal. But so yeah, so Rachel goes out with him. And she's, like, talking about how cool it was and they met Drew Barrymore and all this stuff. And Monica's, like, rolling her eyes. and Oh, I love um, that when she's, like, in the background, like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and, and then later. they're at, that's later when they're at the – that was at the coffee house. When they're at the apartment, they're, like um, – Monica, like, I guess she then brings up – because that's the thing, too, is if you're going to bring it up later and be annoyed, you need to just be annoyed up front. But you don't know if you're going to – you don't know how you're going to react yeah, to stuff, too. I guess I mean, that's you need to true, give her a break. I mean, Monica is obsessive like Ross but but yeah. that's that's right because when she's like oh could she's like does anybody want anything and she's like could you get me a muffin and then she's like you know what never mind I'll do it if I ask you to get it or a cappuccino you'll probably just end up keeping it for yourself and so mm-hmm. she does make these little digs and that's why later she brings it up like that's where it comes out that like she's obviously still annoyed yeah and so they're talking about at the apartment and Monica's talk or Rachel's talking and Monica's like mocking her in the TV so like, funny she sees yeah, her reflection background. and she calls it a TV set which I just realized you don't call it that anymore because it's not mm. it's just a TV like a TV set a, was like the whole box with the tube the and all the things and the now it's just a yeah. screen <laughs> um it's a monitor essentially and so they start getting in a fight and um they're chasing well, each other around and hitting each other before that happens they're trying to talk and then they're talking over each other, and Rachel flicks Monica. Oh, that's right. That, to me, is so, like, like that really bothers me. Why would mm-hmm. you – you don't put your hands on somebody. And flicking hurts, and she flicks her hurt. on the forehead. Which there's no would, fat to absorb. I would lose my crap. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is like – that, to me, is like Rachel and her sister's brattiness level. Mm. Like – yeah, I don't know. I would if my friend ever flicked me. I don't know that I'd ever forgive you. That's you don't touch my face. Do you know what I mean? Like what? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that really bothered yeah. me. I see that. So they get into <laughs> it, and um, I don't even remember what they say, but they start bickering, and uh, Phoebe like oh, she's pins like, you them have both no by right. the oh and yeah, then, and and Rachel's like you don't own him, you know, like that kind of a yeah, thing. that kind of thing. Um. And Phoebe takes them both by the ear and she's like, you guys need to like make up and figure this out. And so Rachel's like, you want me to tell him to go out with you? Monica's like, yeah. And so I guess she does. And Monica goes out with him and he's wearing his uniform from the show, apparently, that he I think it's because he doesn't care about his date with Monica. So he's just like... Yeah. Whatever. I'll, I'll go to the strip. And she is acting really annoying. She's, she's so like, annoying. Did you beat him up? This is wild. And I'm like, Monica... He doesn't like, be want cool. This. Be yeah. cool. Yeah. No celebrity wants to like date a super fan girl. Um, and um, like she just keeps saying annoying things like that. And so finally yeah. she's like, I'm kind of shocked that you agreed to go on a blind date with me. Like, why'd you make the exception? And he's like, Oh, because Rachel told me that you were dying to have a three way with me and Drew Barrymore. But let me tell you, Drew has some rules. Yeah. Um, he totally sets her up. And but. that's the um, that's the thing where I was going to tell you Matt is vindicated because apparently Jean-Claude Van Damme, Drew Barrymore, and then Courtney Cox later went on to star in Scream together. And I'm not going to let you know. Jean-Claude Van Damme's in Scream? 
had no idea. I wonder if he has a celebrity cameo because Drew Barrymore is only in the very beginning, isn't she? She's in the very beginning, yeah. Yeah, and Courtney. She gets killed in the first scene. Yeah, she was all the way through Scream Three. Yeah, and then I don't know, but apparently they're all three in Scream. So I thought that was kind of funny, and I don't know if that they were already filming or not at the time, but maybe I'll tell Matt. Matt, Matt I'll tell Matt. Um, so she comes home and they're fighting again and which I, I couldn't quite catch it, but did you see that Monica and Rachel are wearing the same thing? But I guess because it's like they were fighting in the afternoon, they went on the date at night and she came home to fight more. Oh, okay. Maybe. And maybe that's when she flicks her. No, it's earlier. Oh, it was earlier. No, it's earlier. Yeah, you were right. Okay. Um, because then she takes her sweater and she's like, Mm -hmm. you, you apologize or the sweater gets it. And then she's like. Uh, okay, fine. Will you apologize or you're it's gonna be handbag marinara it's and she like starts marinara. pouring some of Joey's sauce, but we can only assume. Yeah, one must assume. into Even her bag. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's pouring the sauce in and they're both like, ah, oh, 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 and they're like destroying each other's things. And Phoebe's yeah. like, Look at your sweater, look at your handbag, look Stop at yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at yourselves. Oh, and they it. realize that what they've been doing is stupid and they're fighting over somebody who doesn't really care about either of them and they love each other and blah, 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 blah. Bob Saget comes out to give a heartwarming talk. Bob Saget talk. comes out with, with um, Deej and the music starts and yeah. Yeah. So they like kind of kiss and make up and yeah, that's kind of it. And uh, is that it? I think it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And, she's like, and I'll help you fix your sweater. And she's like, I'll help you. Throw out your purse. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, at the, the very end of the show, Joey gets cast as Dying Man. And so they do. This is the one. <laughs> yes, that, this is where Ben makes his own podcast. At the beginning of this episode, Ben was like, oh, isn't this the one where Joey's like dying on the gurney at the end? And I was like, no, no, that's later. And then as soon as it pops up, he like sets his pen down and looked at me. And I was like, oh, you're right. And he was like, that's it. I'm starting my own friends podcast. And I decided it should be called Ben's Friends Club. What do you guys think? Ben's Friends Club. Yeah, so we only semi-endorse Matt and Ben's Friends Club. Anyway. semi endorse um so oh, yeah he gets right. casted so because so, he says that um he says that somebody called in sick and so yeah. the ca- the assistant director put in a good word for him and so he winds yeah. up in the in the movie so he winds up as dying man and he like they do multiple takes and every time it's like this man is dying and joey's like yeah. <laughs> it's like not <laughs> believable at all over and um the butt so finally after doing it like nine times he just covers up he covers him up. This man is dead. And they just cover him up. Oh, it's so... Can't you see? Oh. This man is dead. Poor Joey. Oh, poor Joey. It's so good. So that was a long one. Well, it was two, technically. That's true. It's two. So thanks for sticking in. Sticking yeah, in. Yeah, thanks for hanging out, with sticking us. Sticking out. Sticking in. Hanging in and <laughs> hanging out with us. Um, the, the second most watched episodes behind... The series finale, pretty pretty big yeah. deal. When That's you were saying impressive. that, like Julia Roberts and um, Jean Claude Van Damme are like equally popular for different reasons, that did kind of make me think: 
they probably did that where they were like, let's get an action hero, a rom-com mm-hmm. hero, a musician, like mm-hmm. all these, you know, Brooke Shields, like a model. Like, let's mm-hmm. get all these people so that there's literally something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they often try to do with a halftime show or something. Yeah. To- two, two guys that are probably famous for something that we could pass off as a zoo director and a zoo yeah. worker. <laughs> two famous zoo people. So believe everything yeah. the zoo tells you. Yeah. So, um, so that was really, I really like that one, but I've got to say, yeah, it's a fun one. I really, and I know you do too, love next week's episode. Oh my gosh. Yes. Next week's, I mean, I think we all love next week's episode. If you don't, you are dead inside. And one of the Friends cast members said this was their very favorite episode ever. So you'll have to tune in next week to find out who that. Yeah, yeah, That's it's a fun. flashback, you guys, and we love flashbacks. Oh, so. I love flashbacks. It's right up there with secret telling. Okay, I think we should probably end it there before we start yeah. giving too much. Before away. we start it, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in for episodes twelve and thirteen, season two, episode twelve and thirteen, the ones after the Super Bowl. And we'll see you next time for episode fourteen, the one with the prom video. Can't wait. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.